Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Loose Units, Loose Ends, the weekly spin-off podcast where Dad and I help you take a bit of a break for whatever's getting you down. Dad... I know that you're a bit of a fan of prestige flying experiences, aren't you? You love a bit of business class. Is that true? I'm treading a very fine line here because I don't uh-huh. want to come across as a total fucking wanker. It's not that. It's just that your, you know, your accountant said that you needed to make certain deductions. And I know, I-, I know. But Paul, Paul, I didn't fly a business class. What do you mean? I flew first class. Okay. Well, you wanted to toe the line and not sound like a wanker, and so you took it from business to first. I appreciate you running in the opposite direction. But as people know, you had to ferry precious cargo overseas, Mm. and you had to go and spend as much money on this venture as possible to sort of offset certain Mm. things. And that's that's fine, whatever. But I'm saying that you as a person, Mm. John Verhoeven, ex-cop, loves flying in anything but cattle class. Is that a fair That's That's fair. Call, but if I do fly economy, and I do fly mm. economy, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, look, but I do, I mean, I'm fairly tall. So if you're a tall mm. person, I mean, at least you'd like to try and get extra leg room. You yes, can do that, that by emergency yeah. uh, exits or, you know, that front section up near the toilet, which is a double edged mm. sword, because every time someone goes there and drops a Grogan, I mean, you just get blasted with fecal fucking odors. That's the well, downside. Dad, that's such an odd and specific segue because I have a story here regarding a flight. Oh, no. <laughs> so I was going to ask you, I've been sent this by multiple listeners, okay? Mm. Yep. Uh, and Tegan poked me this morning and said, have you heard this story? And I'm like, yeah, I've, I've got it covered. Don't worry. Because we both know that you like flights that remove you from the reality of life. Because let's face it, Flying, it, it's a it's a nightmarish bus ride through hell. Planes mm. are very odd. If you look at photos of the average flying experience, the commercial airline experience, back in, you know, the 60s, 70s, I mean, they were sitting on fucking recliner sofas. There was so much room. Now you are crammed in like, yes. you know, sardines. And it's, yep. not, it's not a humanizing experience. No. So first I wanted to ask you, what are some of the least pleasant things to have happen to you on board flights? Um, I had a guy die. Um, I'm sorry, what? Yep. I did CPR on a guy. 
uh, once. What? And he, he passed away, and they had to put him in some special closet underneath, wrap him up, and sometimes I'll just leave the person that's dead just sitting there, and everyone just thinks they're asleep. Then when everyone lands, um, they'll then deal with the body. That's Some, heavy. Sometimes at night time, they might be able to uh, manoeuvre the person. Um, uh-huh. So I've, I've been involved in a few of those. I've been in situations where someone was... So Christine and I were sitting in the emergency exit up near the, 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 the toilets and someone was running. I think we were coming back from Indonesia. They'd obviously had some a very, very upset tummy and they were on the verge of vomiting and they didn't quite make it to the toilet and a torrent of vomit came out of their mouth similar or should I say not dissimilar to the scene in The Exorcist when she projectile vomits that green mucus over everyone and the furniture. And some of this particular woman's vomit... Uh, and I hate the smell of vomit. Uh, it went on my shoes. So I had remnants of, I was going to say peas and carrots, but no, because she'd been in Indonesia. So it was probably, it could have been a bit of egg, a bit of noodle. Uh, it was highly <laughs> fucked. And then to make matters worse, and this is, this is, stayed with me and you've just sort of resurrected this particular story is that her partner then came up and gave me a look of disdain as though because I wasn't going to get down on my knees and clean it up. Yeah. And then eventually she goes to the toilet. He was standing behind her. He didn't close the door. It's fairly noisy in an aircraft, as we all know, but over the, the... the sort of the hum of the engines because when you're sitting in the middle of the plane which is kind of where the that like where the galley is yeah there are two galleys there's one down the back and one in the middle so you, if you look out the window you're pretty close to the engines so over the noise of the engines i could hear her vomiting into the toilet and, and we all know that those toilets in economy class are relatively small. It's always amazed me how people can go in there and get changed. That I've never understood. So that's pretty bad. But then what about those flights you do when you walk down into the toilet and the floor is covered in urine? I mean, there are some airlines that actually just don't. I'm sure they don't actually even clean the toilet. Mm-hmm. So one of the great things about sitting in economy, extra legroom near the toilet and I'm going to give one of my top hints today. One of the great things, because everyone knows that I don't like going to public toilets. If there's, say there are 1,000 cubicles, if I walk in 1,000 cubicles and one person is in, I, I have to turn around and go. Mm. I, I can't go into another, into any toilet knowing there's another human. Um, but here's here's the, the hot hint. If nothing else is to be gleaned from today's episode... On certain airlines, they are fastidious. Thai Airways are fastidious. They clean the toilets so often. And what I do is I wait till... Because when they go in, they lock the toilet. 
then when they come out, it's like going into a garden sanctuary of fresh roses, okay? Freshly tilled soil, fresh worms just doing what they do. And, Paul, then I just make a beeline for the toilet and you go in and it's immaculate. And then I can then crucify that environment and then furtively leave and annihilate it. Feel very, very sorry. Do you ever Mm. feel sorry for the person that goes into the toilet after you? Part of the human experience, Dad, is me deleting any knowledge of what I've done the second I've done it, right? You don't want to... I don't want to think about that. I mean, yeah, it's tricky. It's one of those things that we all do, all of us, and we have to pretend. We just have to sort of... I don't know whether we need to normalize it, but even the most beautiful person... Sends stinky poo-poos out of their butthole. Actually, that's not, that's not right. I actually do know someone that when they go to the toilet and it's... Careful. It's not, it's not Careful. someone that... It's not someone in the family. I Careful. This is a fucking breakfast show, Dad. There's people no, eating No, but there are people breakfast. that can go to the toilet and there's just... There's no odour. I th- oh, I'm, I'm wondering I thought... Whether- hang on. No, I'm not talking about smell. I was talking about the act of expelling things out of their bot-bot. You seem to imply there was somebody who shat without shitting, and I was very confused. No, no. It's just that I... Okay. There are levels of... You know, look, let's just... Anyway, so... No, no, let me, let me do the story. Okay, so a couple of days back, there's an airline in America called Delta, and Delta Airlines don't have a great reputation. I think they're probably... There's a couple of Australian budget airlines, and I won't name them because I quietly one day hope we'll get them as sponsors because I like flying around. But I will say this much. It was an Airbus A350. Uh, Many of us have flown on this particular model of plane before. Seats, I think, 330, 350 passengers around that, right? Mm. Uh, when When it's full. And it was heading across to Spain from the U.S., and speaking of full, uh, there was a passenger on the plane who was full. And the reason people found out about the story is because someone hopped on Twitter, I refuse to call it X, and posted a video of what looks like about 10 meters of the aisle just festooned with shit. I mean, mm. there were paper towels laid down. So what happens is the flight is actually midair, mm. right? Yeah. This shit incident happens. Mm. And then the plane turns around. Right. And heads all the way back. Wow. Can we um, call it a, uh, instead of referring, like you say this, the word you use, but how about we just call it a fecal phenomenon? That's not bad either. Thank you. Um, that's not bad either. But cancelling a flight while it's happening mm. costs a lot of money. Yep. And I think what probably happened is the pilot hopped onto air traffic control and apparently one of them said it was basically a hazmat situation. I understand. Uh it went viral. No, yeah. So I'll, I'll quote here. It's a biohazard issue. We had a passenger who had diarrhea all the way through the airplane. The pilot can be heard saying. Oh, God. Uh, apparently, <laughs> this is from one of, the, uh, one of the passengers. The vanilla scented disinfectant used on it only made it smell like vanilla shit. Uh, <laughs> so, a, oh, it's so sad. I feel so uh, sorry. I feel very bad. It says here, apparently, a Delta confirmed a medical issue had occurred on flight mm. DL-194. They'd blown out their so, puffle valve. It looks. It, it sounds like they've blown uh, their bowel out. It looks like. I mean, I'm t- dad. It's. I mean, this Please video tell me is there pretty aren't photos. T- tell me there's no video, Paul. That's, there's footage. There's footage. The person that took Twitter. that is a coprophile. Uh you'd have to be pretty open-minded. Okay, so 
I'm going to slow this footage Ooh, I'm down. I'm feeling a bit I'm, woozy. It's got 3 million views. I'm now watching a walkthrough. So you know how there's two aisles? Seats, aisle, seats, yep. aisle, yep. seats. This person is walking along the right-hand aisle, filming through the middle chairs to the left-hand aisle, and they are passing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven rows. And that's it's shit all the way down. Oh, there's paper towels. It's really bad. And as far as comments goes, people... People are laughing very hard, but it's it seems to me very interesting. Because at first I heard someone did a shit on a flight and they had to turn the flight around. And I laughed because I thought, well, can't someone just pick it up? Maybe it was a, I'm not touching it, you touch it. Ew, I don't want to pick it up. Ew. And then they all agreed that maybe Sharon back at uh, HQ is going to have to come on the plane and pick it up. But what clearly happened is it couldn't be picked up, mm. right? Yeah, it would have um, infiltrated the the fine... Aircon? No. Well, that too, but it would have infiltrated the, the carpet at I've a, just at read a here. sort of subcutaneous yeah. level. I've just read here they actually had to replace the carpet on the it's plane. A, it's a great story. Paul, you remember when we used to live in Manly? Yeah. In, that, in the magnificent building called Mount Melloray. You remember the carpet? Beautiful. It was very, it was like something out of an opera theatre. Mm, it was amazing. And I was uh, in charge of, well, I was, what am I saying? I, I, I did the cleaning there because I, I, I got paid for it. Yeah. And you may recall that the place was immaculate. Yes, Dad's level of fastidiousness was um, bordering on the bordering on crazy. But let me tell you something: those floors shone. They shone, and that. But then there was the the grand stairwell, and it was grand. And I say was; it still is. Mm. And then one day, there was a girl, a young girl, a teenager. Yeah, and she was clearly. Um, on some, she was affected by drugs, mm-hmm. and I'll never forget. She, she, I came across her in the stairwell, and she was defecating on the carpet, and she left a massive steaming turd on the carpet. Sorry, sorry, and everyone. We've Paul, really taken it too. No, it was so upsetting, and I felt. Sorry for her, but I was also angry that someone would shit on this incredible carpet. And I went upstairs and I was... Because I I don't react well to... I just... I can't stand. Mm. I have this this sort of reaction where if I smell anything terrible, um, I involuntarily begin to... Gag. I gag, and I. Mm. The more I gag, the more I gag, and it's really upsetting. And I, it's, I just, even if I look at a, a dog turd, um, it's just I, I want to be sick, particularly if it's a runny one. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do 
not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number Stores or SleepNumber.com. And I've always wondered how, I mean, dog owners where we live, they're very good, but they can't pick up fucking diarrhea, can they? It'll just run through their hands. Hey, everyone. <laughs> I, know sometimes, I know sometimes we talk about some pretty rank shit on the oh, show. It's so depressing, Paul, but you've what started I would, what, it. You, you, yeah, you, I know. What, what I would challenge everyone to oh. do is go, look, you all seem perfectly fine when a person has been reduced to hot soup and been pulled from a bag by dad back doesn't in the 80s. Doesn't phase me. Doesn't, doesn't fucking, but it doesn't, it doesn't phase listeners either. But the second we talk about poopy, everyone gets weird. But Paul, it's Paul, in- uh, <laughs> I, went up, included. I, I went upstairs and spoke to Christine and I was uh-huh. ashen white. Uh-huh. She said, what's wrong? And I described, I, I, I said, look, this is what's happened. You know what she did? She goes to the kitchen. She she gave me an egg slice, egg flip. And she said, here, go and pick it up. And it was one of those egg slices. Is that what you call them? You know Wait, what I mean. What? The no. flipping thing. You, you know how you flip an egg? You put a thing under it and flip it? What's that An called? egg slice, an egg flip. You mean a spatula? That's it. And I went downstairs, but the spatula had holes in it. Uh-huh. So when I picked it up... Because of gravity, it pressed its way through the holes and it looked like um, a machine that makes spaghetti. Hang on. Why Why were you flipping the egg that early? I didn't flip. No, I had to go and pick her stuff up. The turd, Christine gave me this egg thing. Oh, my God. I thought you were talking about flipping an egg with an egg flip. You're picking no, up I, shit with an egg flip. Christine gave me, after I described this terrible vision of hell... Christine just calmly, she's so funny. She's just, she just went, goes, she just mechanically just walked over to the kitchen, grabbed the egg, whatever, and just handed it to me and said, well, yeah, go and pick it up. And I tried I to assume, pick it up. And, I assume it, you destroyed the egg flip after this. No, right? I cleaned it thoroughly and it became... Fuck's sake. No, 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> Someone who cleans the floors with metho twice a day and combs the fucking rug tassels does not get to clean an egg flip that's been ensconced in shit. Paul. And then flip an egg with it. Paul. What is wrong with you, Paul? Uh, yes, in Paul. relation to the 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 tassels on the rug, 
Uh-huh. I, I got rid of the rug two days Why? ago. It's because, <laughs> Careful. listeners, I said to Paul last week that Christine and I were entering the next stage of minimalism. And Paul, very, very cleverly, but unfortunately we weren't recording, and then I did say to Paul, as I often say to Paul, when we're talking we off mic, recording. he said, yeah. yeah, And and because yeah. Paul, what Paul said was fairly profound. And Paul said, Dad, you actually need to own something to become, like, to take it to the next. But we do, we do own things. But Christine and I have made a decision that we we have two chairs and we're going to get rid of the chairs. We're going to get a Japanese table with a bench and we're going to conduct all our affairs, i.e. Uh-huh. watch TV, eat, socialize. I say socialize, we don't have uh, visitors. We, we've, I don't, we just don't have people here. And we've decided to... And the good thing about a bench, of course, is that you can be doing one thing facing in a certain direction, then you can just swivel and you're facing the other direction. Oh, my God. So that's the next oh phase. God. Dad, okay. I just... There's, I'm going to check in in 10 years. You're going to be both living in a fucking Truffaut-esque porcelain egg, <laughs> like a large white space with a faint humming noise in the distance, wearing boiler suits and oh, just staring at me. Oh. Speaking in unison, Dad, there's nothing wrong with having some things, Paul, okay? I'll tell you something, listeners. I purchased <laughs> yesterday a very, yeah. very minimalist lamp, and it's exciting, and it actually looked kind of like an egg. I'm, I'm really excited about it. Um, so, yes, I do occasionally bring something into the house, but got rid of the rug, so no <sighs> more tassels. I told, we have a professional cleaner coming into our building and I spoke to him yesterday and I told him that I vacuum seven days a week. And he said, calm down. <laughs> no, he didn't flinch. Uh. And he then said to me, because he's a very, you know, he, he likes cleaning. Yeah. And he actually said that one of the people in one of the buildings he cleans came up to him and said, oh, you're very anal, aren't you? I stopped him there and I said, that's a compliment. So, yeah. <laughs> Paul, the uh, the plane story. I can I just say uh, at this juncture that I clearly the person I feel most sorry for is the person that had the accident. Yes, I've often, I've often wondered what would happen mm. if I because when I need to go to the toilet, I need to go to the toilet. It's I. It's I just need to go. And I Dad, have a, been known to... There's a saying, Dad. There's a saying when you got to go. you got to go. Paul, we were staying at a house in Wagga. It was midwinter. You know the story? How I needed to no. go to the toilet, but I couldn't. No. Hang on. If you're going to tell it like a story, tell it properly. Okay, Don't skip so to the end. Christine and I were, um, we were visiting some friends in Wagga. Midwinter. Mm. Wagga is, uh, for the listeners, not in Australia. It's a, it's a, it's a country town. I'm, I'm not going to elaborate. Um, but in winter, it's... So cold that when you walk across the grass, which is white, uh, normally green, but crunch, white, crunch, it, it makes crunches. a nice crunching noise. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. we were staying in this house that belonged to a friend of ours, and I woke up in the morning, and what happens with me is that I begin to sweat. Like I, it's I've, I could I could we could do probably a season of podcasts on the time I've had to go to the toilet. Once I had uh, to go to the toilet on a bus taking us from the airport. There were lots of people on the bus. I had, mm-hmm. I had to get this bus to stop at a McDonald's store in Cremorne. I was, oh, it was so intense. I, I 
Paul, I look me... forward to I, I look forward to the first season of uh, Paul and John's It's a Crap podcast. Paul, I'll yeah. tell you this: I there was a, another guest. We were all leaving in the morning. It was dark. It was cold. It was just timber floors. Mm. One of the 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 guests was in the bathroom, and you could just you, you could hear everything. I can't stand it, listening to people going to the toilet, so. I had no idea how cold it was outside, but I'm going to say it was minus 10. It was it was so cold that you would have started to get into pretty advanced hypothermia after minutes. It was so cold. I go outside. I knew that I needed to go to the toilet, and I'm looking around for a spot, and I just thought I... So I went into the neighbor's house. They had a um, the children's play swing, with a sort of a seesaw, slippery dip, you know that whole setup, Roman rings, yeah. Yeah. and I, I'm sort of sneaking across this grass that was cracking under my feet. <laughs> you know, if you had have sort of got out a protractor, would you would have found that it was a, it was the shortest route from, <laughs> from, from where I entered the property. I mean, I'm, I'm basically trespassing. Oh my god. And there was a sort of a <laughs> there was a frame that supported like an A frame, and it was good because I was I could wrap my hands around this A frame, drop my dax, and oh my just, god! And I could, I could literally hang from this children's equipment, and I just I just laid one. But what happened Wait. was at that juncture is that the lights yeah. came on at the back of this property. <laughs> so no, but it was <laughs> hang on, so. Someone's looked outside to their backyard and there's a grown man hanging from a child's A-frame taking a shit mid yeah. Were your legs hooked up? Were you swinging? Paul, there's no need to exaggerate. That- but, but fortunately, it wasn't a person. It was a sense, one of those sensor lights. But yeah, I didn't know yeah. that, but it was really bright, bright. So it was sort of almost blinding me whenever mm. I looked at the light. And then I had no toilet paper. So... But it didn't really matter because it was so cold. Oh, my um, God. And then I hoiked my pants up. We've just lost like half of our subscribers. You know that, don't followed you? Followed my footsteps back. And one can only imagine uh, when the inhabitants, or worse, their kids... <laughs> But my here's what I think, listeners. Um, no, you know what's going to happen, Dad? No, because what they're going to do is next to... You might think you've gotten away with it, but on either side of this steaming human turd are going to be two huge fucking footprints in the grass. True, true. Oh. No, that's a fact. But um, Like a Yeti took a shit in the no, playground. No, no, but it's yeah. possible that once the sun comes out and the, uh, the frost, you know, the grass thaws, there'll be no yeah. no sign of any human intervention. And it's the possible it's possible yeah. that the family it may well have been a wombat or a kangaroo or something. Wombats, Dad, wombats are famous for their square turds, so unless you got down there with a chisel, it seems <laughs> unlikely to me. <laughs> Anyway, look, you know, but there I have many, many stories from the I was gonna say the annals, but I'm gonna say the anals. The anals, there we go. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I have, well, I have so many stories because, as I said, yeah. Um, in fact, rather oddly, and I think Christine will concur, is that I oh. do have a a um, 
zero to hundred kind of habit. <laughs> I can actually, I could take people on a bus tour. Uh huh. In Sydney, of all the places I've had to go to the toilet. Please don't. Uh, you know, car dealerships. There was one in Manly that I. I mean, I have no control. I just, you know, I just get the urge, and that's it. That Dad, what you're describing is not a quirky character trait; it's a medical condition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I find with my Wim Hof and cold showers, I've managed to sort of rein it in a bit. Yeah, you can suck it back up now. Uh, what I want to say, Dad, is that maybe this maybe this whole episode has been a very coy way of apologising to the passengers on that Delta flight. It was Dad. It was Dad. I mean, look, moments. let's all be very serious for a moment. Oh, sure. And try and imagine the extreme embarrassment and awkwardness mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the of the the person yeah. that underwent that that cataclysmic um, event. I'm going to assume they're okay. Yeah. I hope they weren't. Um, see, my first assumption was, all right, it's an old person, it's a sick person. Uh, it's also entirely possible. It was just someone who ate a bad curry and had just plumes flying out of their backside. And in that case, it's just really, really embarrassing. Now, thankfully, the video doesn't name and shame, which I fucking love. I think it's great. Mm. Because then we all get to <sighs> shake our heads. Dad, I am currently trying to get us sponsored by an airline. I won't say which one, but what I will say is this. We promise, we promise future potential sponsor not to do anything like this on your flights. How's that for a caveat, Dad? Mm, that's good. Mm. I like it. Look, it's a big thing flying. It's um, one, of the, one of the things I really like about flying is that people don't have access to their mobile phones. And, of course, now in the next, they're, they're trialing people being able to use just normal and have conversations. And I feel it's mm. a retrograde step and it really pisses me off because the thought of sitting next to someone on their fucking mobile for an entire flight is, is, is perverse. I think it's a really, really bad move. So, you know, that, and that's, that's happening as we speak. Uh, I think it's one of the great places you can really disengage from your day-to-day life, get into the uh-huh. zone and enjoy yeah. the experience. Mm-hmm. Actually, Dad, that's all the time we have for this week's very disgusting episode. I'm sorry for sending you all swimming in an in a auditory chocolate river, but it's been a really, you know what? This might be the only episode we do of Dad's spin-off podcast. So uh, thank you for listening to this fucking half hour of mistakes we've um, just made. And Paul, back to the gaming for a moment. But thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this really, frankly, inappropriate episode of Loose Units, Loose Ends. We'll be back next week. But in the meantime, have an absolutely fantastic week. Take care of yourselves and your guts. Uh, if you're having any weird flight experiences, just maybe sit it out. And we will see you soon for more Loose Units. Bye, everyone. Cheerio.